Welcome on into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris McGuire. I'm joined by my co-host, Gavin Everingham. Connor and P. Schmidt couldn't join us today. So it's just Gavin and I. Say what's up to the people, Gav. What's up to the people? What's up to the motherfucking people on Black Friday. You got anything for Black Friday? Anything cool? Not yet. I'll probably just wait for Cyber Monday. Or I think the whole, like, a lot of businesses are doing just like cyber all weekend because they don't want, you know, yeah. COVID and all that to, yeah. you know, so. I got the new Xbox. Ah, oh, brag about it. It's still sold yeah. out everywhere. So I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting. Well, actually, I got it. I should have said it Wednesday. I got it on Wednesday. Well, actually, yeah. no, no, I didn't have it. I didn't have it by episode time when we recorded. I had it at 9 p.m. Walmart was having a sale and little FYI to the people. So the way I did it, because Walmart, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever done it. I'll make this a quick story. Uh, when, whenever Walmart's been like, oh, we're releasing them at 9 p.m. As soon as, like, 9 p.m. hits, it says sold out because a bunch of people, like, programmed a bunch of, like, programs and, like, robots to, like, order it as soon as it hits stock. Uh, and I think, I believe Walmart's been catching on to that to where they say they're sold out when they're actually not. So I was like refreshing for 15 straight minutes while it said sold out. And then finally it said that it was available and I got it. So, wow. Yeah. 15 straight minutes of refreshing. It was really sad. I looked really bad doing it. (laughs) Uh, My girlfriend was like, it's gone. It's clearly gone. It says sold out. And I was like, no, this happened last time. And I got fucked because of it because I thought it was there. And Well, one left and I tried getting it and I got fucked over because I didn't keep clicking refresh and this time I and I won I did it so I'm proud of you thank you thank you well one thing you should be fucking proud of me is I went 2-0 yesterday you did you did I, you know I am already on pace to beat last week's mark of 3 and 11 I believe yep 3 and 11 not great not great uh but uh let's get let's get underway uh we had some good thanksgiving games deshaun watson is fucking incredible uh and the cowboys are horrendous uh mike mccarthy is horrendous so uh there's our quick recap of the thursday night games you're welcome people nice let's let's uh let's move on so the first game that we're gonna go over this week it is the new york giants going into cincinnati to play the joe burrowless Cincinnati Bengals. I think we all really think the Giants are going to win, but the Giants line this week is they are favored by six, which is a pretty big line for the Giants and Daniel Jones especially. So my question is to you, can Brandon Allen keep the Cincinnati Bengals within six? And to you, I will say I have no fucking idea. (laughs) <laughs> like <clears throat> I've never heard of this guy. I don't know. Um, he came into the year on the depth chart behind Ryan Finley. So like, I'm assuming he's not that great. Cause Ryan Finley is probably the worst starting NFL quarterback I've seen in a long time. Well, to, to give you some perspective last year, he made his first start at 27 years old for the Denver Broncos. He started three games. If you don't remember, uh, I don't, to be honest, they, went one and two in those games and he had a 46.4 completion percentage for 515 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 
6.1 yards per attempt. God, that completion percentage. That's, a, that's fucking like, it's like Tim Tebow numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Re- resurrection. Let's see if he had any rushing stats. I, I don't think he's much of a rusher, if I'm remembering correctly. Nope. He had, oh, well, actually, not not horrible. I mean, 10, 10 rushes for 39 yards okay. per game. So 13 a game, which is more than like, you know, like Tom Brady's of the world. Oh, yeah. So he yeah, has the has... most immobile quarterback to ever exist. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, he, he at least has something in him, it seems like. I mean, I don't really know. I haven't watched enough Brandon Allen to really say so, but... Yeah. I mean, from what it seems like, he has some sort of... Maybe. I, as not far, not as like... As, the, as far as the spread goes, I just... I, I, I don't know enough about him, and it, the, even the stat, like, the raw stats you just told me, like, they kind of they suck. And so, the Giants' defense has been playing well enough this year to keep them close in games even against good teams and the Bengals defense is pretty terrible um their line is awful uh I don't and I feel like I've just every week that there's some kind of like backup quarterback like when it was Jake Luton's first week I was like I just I have no information to go off of other than other than like his college stats to and I'm not gonna make a prediction and like bet on him to cover the spread when I know nothing about him obviously that did me because he had some fluky shit go on and whatever, but for that same reason, I'm just I'm gonna pick the Giants because I mean sick. It's not even a full touchdown, and the Giants are a decent a decent team, better than the, than than the, this Bengals team now without Burrow. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Giants. Yeah, it's it's it is really tough because, like you said, we literally know just about nothing about Brandon Allen except for in his limited sample size playing, he was horrendous i feel like yeah. I've, i think i've used the word horrendous a lot already in this episode but he he was really really bad and that was with a denver defense that was pretty damn good and you they went one and two of them so it's tough because the giants offense can look so inept at times but if there's any team that they should look good against it's a cincinnati Bengal defense so i'm also going to take the new york giants and I don't feel great about it. But moving into a game, uh, Connor and Peachman, both picked the Giants. They do have, I do have their game picks. Uh, so moving to the next game that I do actually feel good about, the Las Vegas Raiders going into Atlanta to face the Atlanta Falcons. I know the Raiders' defense stinks. It's horrendous. It's really and how Derek Carr legitimately like if, if you were to make the case you can make a case that Derek Carr has been a top five quarterback this year and though I would disagree because I mean you got Mahomes you got Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers Deshaun Watson and then uh, probably Josh Allen that fifth one can be argued for but you can make that fifth argument for Derek Carr he's been incredible this Atlanta Falcons defense is horrendous uh you're, if you're, it's only three points, so I, I just have more confidence in the Las Vegas Raiders to get it done uh, in a three-point game. So I'm picking the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, I, I am I am too. I think the Raiders are... We even talked about it last last episode where we were talking about the different contenders and how the, the Raiders are equipped to beat just about any team in the NFL if on any given week. And really that's because they beat the chiefs and they 
almost beat them twice. Um, so given that, and given how awful the fucking Falcons are, fuck the Falcons, they suck. They just lost to Taysom Hill. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, their defense is just so, so bad. And even though the Raiders are too, like, I just, I don't know. I, I do like the offense that the Raiders have put together this year. Um, and I think there was a few question marks. I don't think Julio was suited up today in practice. And there were a few Falcons players that weren't. So there's a lot of question marks and I just, I have more faith in that Raiders offense than I do anything about the Falcons. So yeah, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Raiders. I mean, a little Derek Carr love here. Like Derek Carr is right now ranked fourth in EPA per play and fourth in composite EPA and completion percentage over expect expected. He's been absolutely incredible this year. And this is coming from somebody, me, who has not had a lot of faith in Derek Carr. And honestly, like, what, why should I have? Uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that can really get this team is their defense. Their defense is 29th in EPA per play given up. But the Falcons are also 20th. And I, from what it seems like, the Falcons, at least, they're not really a team that, for whatever reason, despite the offensive weapons, it's not a very consistent offense, and they play down a shit ton. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm taking, I'm taking the Raiders. You, you agree? Moving on to a much harder game, the Los Angeles Chargers go into the Buffalo, into Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. Bills are four and a half point favorites. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that game? Well. So the Bills defense isn't great. And Justin Herbert has been great. And I don't I'm I don't think that that's going to stop this week. The only really question mark here is um whether or not Josh Allen plays well enough to cover. Uh, I think the Bills will probably win just but I don't think the Chargers are going to As cursed as the Chargers are as far as just losing last minute games. They also don't lose games by a lot of points either. I'm pretty sure all of their losses have been over the past, like three seasons. I'd even reckon that they've all been one score losses for the most part. Um, it just seems like that's just their destiny. And it just every week you say like, well, it can't happen again. And then it, it just does. So um, I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I think their their defense is is pretty pretty all right, uh, and I don't so know. I, just, here, I think they'll keep it close. Here are the Chargers games this year: they won sixteen to thirteen, three point game. They lost twenty three twenty, three point game. They lost twenty one sixteen, five point games. Uh, Chargers Buccaneers Buccaneers won by seven. The Chargers lost by three to the Saints. They won by 10 against the Jaguars. Hell yeah. They lost by one to the, uh, to the Broncos. They lost by five to the Raiders. They lost by eight to the Dolphins. Still, so technically still a one, one possession game. Uh, they won by six to the Jets. So literally every game they've had besides the one win against the 
Jaguars, where they won by 10, has legitimately been a one-touchdown game. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. It is crazy. And and even, like, all of their losses have been, like, the most was eight points. And even in their, like, a couple, like, like that Raiders game, they almost won. Like, they caught the game-winning touchdown, and they got reversed. And then oh, also, yeah. like, that Bucks game, they very easily could have won as well. It's just they, they chargers pretty bad. But, yeah, yeah I, I think that – I think that, that Herbert and the Chargers are good enough to keep this within four and a half. I think four and a half is probably the right number. But, I don't know. I'll, I'll bank on it being a field goal. So, like, the thing that gets me is that Josh Allen has been – like, he's – played very well his entire year uh like i entire year well for you, you know what i mean for like overall for most of the year like he's played very very well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. his right you now semant- semantics dickhead <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> weeks recently, so uh that's that's like that's like the other day when i literally said brady's played elite for most of the year which he has and P- peachman he was like rolling his eyes which is like i mean it is true he has it's just a, what would you say of- most yeah, most is is accurate. He's had like two yes. bad games, two and a half bad games, but like Hor- like horrible games. But like most yeah. of the year, he's been elite. He's yeah, been yeah. An, he's been an incredible quarterback. It's just you you for whatever reason, Brady plays in prime time. I guess it's past his bedtime, and <laughs> fucking forty three year old quarterback apparently can't get it done. No, it's the, it's the system. I've talked about that before. I've talked about the yards that are catch. They don't whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. But so the Chargers like they. The thing that holds back the Chargers is just how little they're really letting Herbert cook on first and second down. Uh, let me pull. Let me pull the numbers up just really quick, just so I don't say them at the top of my head and look like an asshole. But on first and second down, if I'm remembering correctly, they are as average as you fucking can be when your quarterback is consistently playing. Like, like some people are regarding Herbert as the top ten quarterback, top eight quarterback already this early in his career. Well, I mean, this season he has been. I'm not saying yeah. that he won't be going forward, maybe, but this year, I, you'd be hard pressed to name eight quarterbacks better than him. So yeah, uh, yeah, they rank 18th, right, right above the Giants in pass heaviness on first and second down in, uh in games that are that have a win probability from 20 to 80 percent yeah so in neutral game scripts they are they're not letting him cook which is astonishing to me because justin herbert has legitimately been a top 10 quarterback this year is it really astonishing though when anthony lynn's the head coach i mean that's the thing okay who actually thought that anthony lynn was a bad coach before this year well did we have a reason to think he was but I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Anthony Lynn's necessarily like a bad coach. I think Anthony Lynn's just like, when it comes to this, I I think I think he's just a little old school. I don't think he's a horrendous coach or anything. I mean, he's well. It was just mainly the the how he was handling the tie rod thing was was really yeah. bad. And like how he was saying like no matter how good Herbert seemed to be playing, he was like, well regardless Tyrod's our quarterback and we can't run what we fully want to run with Herbert at quarterback. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? So that's why I don't know. I don't know. And then schematically 
on offense. He doesn't do anything that's like, wow, I don't know. Well, I think this the scheme is fine. It's just more of what plays you're calling when. Like, I think the scheme, like, I don't, part, you know. No, it definitely, it's definitely a pretty big part of it. But I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's getting a lot of shit this year and deservedly so but i don't think he's a bad coach i don't think he's a horrendous coach at all i think he's like a pretty, i mean like we saw it just like a few years ago i mean he, he helped the chargers get to 12 and 4 like just barely losing to the chiefs in the division and then every game this year and every game like last year was like one possession games and it's just philip rivers just fucking chucking it up and throwing interceptions but nevertheless i'm I, I agree with you. I'm taking the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers keep it close. Uh, you know, I mean, the Buffalo Bills defense isn't like bad or anything, but they've been very average. And I think Herbert's at least going to keep it close because that's just what the Chargers do. Uh, Connor's picking Buffalo. Pichemini's taking the Chargers. So Connor's going to lone wolf it this week. Going into Tennessee at Indianapolis, where last time these two teams played, we thought the line was just a little off. We, we didn't really understand why Indianapolis was favored, but. I think we see why now. Yeah. Connor and Peachmini took Indianapolis. Where are you? Because I'm still. I, I, I mean, think, I think it was, I think it was clear last episode. I don't think the Chargers are not Chargers. The Colts are nearly as good as some people tend to be making them. No, I don't think they are either. I, I think. I think they're decent. I think they can be good. I think they're even though their defense isn't the best in the league. I think just given the amount of just atrocious defenses there are in, in the league this year, for whatever reason, mainly because I don't know if it's the holding or the, or the DPI or, or whatever it is there. Just, there's a lot more scoring and therefore the defense has just been worse. And so by default, the Colts defense is like top five top. I, mean, I don't know what the, what they are in like EPA, but they're, they're good. And if Phillip rivers is on, and not turning the ball over, and not uh, not he's not under pressure. They can go toe to toe with with a lot of teams, with yeah. most teams. Um, we saw that when they went against Tennessee the last time. Oh, it was that Thursday night? And yeah, AJ Brown didn't really get involved. The Titans ran the ball way too much, like always. Know, which they do. It's they just, tend to do you know, that. As they do. That probably won't change this week. I just think that I kind of I kind of use this logic for the Cardinals and Seahawks on their second go round. Like I don't think there's going to be a sweep because I think they're closer than that in terms yeah. of all, like. And so I just feel like by that kind of logic, I'm going to pick the Titans, especially because they're they're underdogs. Uh, and so there's probably a little bit. They're probably a little undervalued there. I don't know. I'm just my gut's telling me to pick Tennessee. And um, even though the, the score was kind of lopsided last time, I don't think necessarily it was i don't know i feel like that, that that's not that doesn't show the, the true like discrepancies between the teams like i don't know i don't think that it's going to be another blowout again so i'm i am going to pick the colts i i i do agree i don't think it's going to be another blowout but i think it's just hard to pick tennessee when when you look at these matchups the the Colts just match up so fucking well against Tennessee. And, like, of course, you can play it down to who's the better quarterback. I would argue Ryan Tannehill. But 
when you're talking about like when you bring it down to brass tacks, who's the better team, who matches up better against the other team, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Colts because when it comes to the Colts, like Tennessee's defense is bad. They're a very bad defense. Uh they are twenty six right now in EPA per play given up. They have no pass rush. They are amongst the leaders in uh they're at the bottom of the leaderboard in sacks. I believe they're tied for 31st right now. And if you're not going to get pressure on Philip Rivers, I mean, he's not going to like tear you apart, but it's going to be a lot easier for him to get enough done with that defense, who is a top five EPA per play defense. They are fourth in EPA per play given up. I think that especially because Tennessee is just going to keep trying to run it, run it, run it, run it. Unless Derrick Henry has like a huge game, I don't think that the Tennessee Titans are going to win. Well, okay, here, here, here's a question for you. Who do you think is a better team, the Ravens or the Colts? And I think you probably know where I'm going with this. I think better team, Ravens. And the Titans just beat the Ravens, right, in overtime. So, like, I don't know if you're, like, but, the Ravens have a very good defense, right, the best in the So, league. I have an explanation. I'll let you finish, sorry. No, I mean, like, if, I mean, if, if you're saying, like, the, the Colts are going to give the Titans a problem because they have a good defense, well, I mean, that's true, probably. I mean, it happened the first time. But also, they just the Titans show they're capable of beating the Ravens. And I know last episode you said you don't give a single fuck about the fact that they beat the Ravens. But it still happened. I, don't. I mean, they still, they still beat them. And I, I don't care if the Ravens beat other people either. But I do think the Ravens are a better team. And the reason why I think that... So to answer your question, so Tennessee beat the Ravens, but the like Tennessee offense matches up really well to what the Ravens defense is. Even though the Ravens defense is like a really, really good defense, they are built to beat you in the air. They are a team that's built through its secondary. It's built through their pass rush. And the Tennessee Titans, they for better or worse, are a team that's going to try and run it down your throat. So the Ravens, the only way that they were going to really be able to stop the Tennessee offense is if their offense actually scored. Because if it's Baltimore Ravens offense actually got on track, you can't give it to Derrick Henry 30 times a game. Because you can't run the ball when you're down. And the Ravens offense just couldn't get on the board. So Tennessee was just able to run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. And Baltimore's run defense... I mean, I'm not saying the run defense is bad, but it's it's not like a like a premier run defense. And you honestly don't. What's up? I said, like, I don't know the stats and as far as the run defense between the Colts and the and the Ravens. But. So the Colts uh, there in terms of rush rush EPA. Yeah, they are ranked seventh and the Ravens are ranked. I miss them. They're actually fifth, but that also doesn't account for play calling opponent. And like, you know, it's when you look at the actual roster on paper, Baltimore's run defense, like that's their weakness of the defense. It's not a weak, like it's not the like a weakness. That's like a strong weakness of theirs. It's not like you can go into any game and be like, Oh, that's where we're going to beat Baltimore. But it is a weakness of theirs in comparison relative to what everything else is. 
if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, they all they have, definitely have a worse run defense than a pass defense, but that doesn't mean that their run defense is bad. I mean, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. We're 11 weeks in or whatever. I don't know. I actually don't know what week this is, but well, um, week 12, week 12. And they're, I mean, your top five. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's just, if there is any part of that defense that you know for a fact that you probably can be, it really is honestly running on them. Cause you can like teams have shown you can run on them. No team has really been able to show that you can pass on them really, except for the chiefs, but that's the chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. That's it. That's the fucking chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think in this case for Indianapolis, I think Indianapolis just matches up extremely well to Tennessee's roster. Like, even though I think Indianapolis, uh, even though I think Tennessee is a good team and Indianapolis obviously beat the Ravens, it's kind of like what we said the other day where the, uh, the Raiders can beat any team, really, because they, they can match up pretty well just based on the matchup, what other teams are bad at, what the Raiders are good at the Raiders can beat just about any team just because they have a strong pass attack and good game plan. But when it comes to these two teams, Tennessee and Indianapolis, I think Indianapolis just matches up extremely well to Tennessee and what Tennessee is bad at. So I'm taking, I'm taking Indianapolis Connor and Peachman. agree. You're lone wolf in it. Uh, Take it. Yeah. I mean, lone wolves are good. Lone wolves are cool. Uh, only two lone wolves last week. Connor Connor picked Houston. You picked Seattle. You were one of two. Good for you. Uh, going into this next game, the Carolina Panthers going into Minneapolis to play the Vikings. You already know it. Connor is taking the fucking Vikings. Peachman is taking the Vikings. Why are you going to take Carolina Panthers at three and a half? Okay. This is hard because, like, I've been picking the Panthers a lot. I think all but the first two weeks. And... For the most part, it's worked out, except for when they got blown out by the Bucks. But um, I think they may have made their picks before so that Adam Thielen will not be playing uh, against the Panthers this week. So that, that'll definitely have an effect. I don't know if, if we've seen – have we seen Justin Jefferson be in a wide receiver one role this year so far? I don't think as Thielen, I don't know if Thielen's missed a game yet while Justin Jefferson's been playing. No. Yeah. Well, to be fair though, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to double someone who's playing on the outside and Thielen's really just a slot receiver. I mean, not just a slot receiver, but he, he mainly plays the slot. So I would argue that Justin Jefferson has been playing the number, number one wide receiver role. Okay. That's fair. I just, but he hasn't played a game where obviously he is the target. Right, like there's no other really threat in the, in the yeah. past game other than him. And so... Kyle Rudolph. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Irv, Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph Irv catches... Kyle, yeah, Kyle Rudolph catches like a cool catch like twice a year just to remind you that he's still in the league. But other than that, he doesn't do shit. And then um, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame fans are like, See? Told you. <laughs> oh, man. So, fighting Irish. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, so I'm, I'm gonna, dude, I don't know. It's like because Thielen's out, I feel like they're gonna run the ball more with Dalvin Cook. 
Now that might work very well because the Panthers run defense is suspect. Horrible. But like I just know that the Panthers are very capable of keeping it close. And so and also the Vikings like to play close as well, just because they're, you know, led by Zimmer. So three and a half. Look, I wouldn't I won't be surprised if Justin Jefferson tears us a new one. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by a touchdown or more, but I'm just going to pick the Panthers and be my homer self here in my picks. But I feel like I feel like this year, I don't know if you could like. I, it might be too hard to look up right now, but I feel like the Panthers have been pretty decent against the spread this year, if I had to guess. Uh, I can I can, I can look that up. Uh, I, I'll, I'll look that up uh, next game while you're talking about talking about it. But uh, mm-hmm. the uh, I'm also going to take the Panthers. Uh, both both Connor and Peach picked Vikings. I'm taking the Panthers just because one Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to play. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at keeping games close, especially in games in which he's the underdog. You scared me with the first half of that sentence. I thought you were going to be a lunatic. What? You said, like, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 uh, Teddy, too. Love. Sorry, 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 my guy. Uh, but no, no, I'm I Carolina Panthers like Joe Brady. Joe Brady is probably he's. In my opinion, he's going to be a head coach, head coach next year. I think he's going to be coaching the Cincinnati Bengals. A uh, little take right there. I think he's going to be coaching the Cincinnati Bengals, being reunited with uh, with Joe Burrow, his quarterback from LSU. You think they get rid of Zach Taylor that quick? Yes, Zach Taylor is a fucking mess. Zach Taylor is horrible. I know you think just, that. I know you think that. But do the, does the front office of Cincinnati think that? There is a report that came out this week where, like, legitimately, like, players are concerned just because, like, that that coaching staff is so, like, abusive to where, like, they're, like, for, like, I don't know the exact quote. For for our listeners, please, like, look up exactly what it does. I just know, like, uh, the coaching staff was, like, abu- has been abusive in where, like, I think they're calling players names or something like that or, like, they're just, like... They're just like shitting on the players, not taking any accountability themselves because they're horrible, horrible coaches. Uh, but it's not a good locker room there. And I'm not saying that's on Zach Taylor necessarily. I just don't think Zach Taylor really deserved this job in the first place. I think, uh, what was he? To, he was the quarterback coach for the Rams. He, he wasn't even the offensive coordinator when he got hired as head coach. He went straight from quarterback coach to fucking off- uh, to head coach. Well, that was because of what he did with golf, right? Yeah, what, what he did, what yeah, he, what he did, did. yeah, Sean McVay, really, but yeah, yeah, which is fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, uh, what, let me let me make sure. Let me let me look at his Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, I said Wikipedia like a dickhead. I know. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he was offensive. Yeah, he was just quarterbacks coach. He just went straight from fucking quarterbacks coach to head coach. I was right. Just fact checking myself right there. Nothing better than a mid podcast checking yourself uh yeah he went straight from fucking quarterback coach to head coach after one year as a quarterback coach like he he was never supposed to be in this spot and the Bengals should realize that and considering the reports that are coming out about how bad this locker room is you gotta fire the guy but anyway joe brady he's gonna lead this uh carolina panthers offense to at least a close game against this horrible horrific Minnesota Viking defense that can't get pressure, can't cover receivers, and I don't know about you, but Panthers have very, very 
damn good receivers. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson's had a terrific year. Like this is this on paper matches up extremely well for the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are gonna keep it with uh, keep it plus three and a half. And honestly, I, for people out there, I would sprinkle in some money line for the Panthers as well. Don't be shocked if the Panthers win this one. Also, yeah. I'm pick, I'm picking them to win. But that doesn't go against my spread, by the way. Just saying. Because I need this win. Because I'm doing really bad. Just saying. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. One and a half point favorites going into New England. Uh, this is a weird one. Because you would think it's kind of obvious. Given the Arizona Cardinals are only favored by one and a half. And you're like, well, they're six and four. They've been really good all year. Kyler Murray's gonna throw for four thousand yards and a thousand rushing yards. I I'm taking the Patriots. I just think that the Patriots, like there's one thing that we that you and I have specifically talked about this year, and that's Kyler Murray's a little been a little bit inconsistent with his accuracy. And if there's anybody who can really take away what a quarterback is good at while also zeroing in on what a quarterback struggles with, that is Bill Belichick. And I know this defense is hasn't been as great as it has been in years, uh, in years past, but Stephon Gilmore's going to be playing. He's going to be on De- DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch. Uh, J.C. Jackson's had a great year for uh, the Patriots. So J.C. Jackson's going to be locking up whoever the number two is, which I believe uh, Larry Fitzgerald's out this week with COVID. I think he's a, I think he's questionable at the moment. He'll be locking down Christian Kirk. Uh, I, I just think this I think this team just matches up really well to the Arizona Cardinals, and I think Bill Belichick is going to take away Kyler's legs. He's going to take away DeAndre Hopkins. I'm taking I'm taking the England Patriots just for, just for those two facts. I think they can score enough against this Arizona Cardinal defense. Uh, Connor and Peachman, you disagree with me? Do you? I feel like the oh, I looked at this line and I was surprised that the the, the there was this small. Um, like you were saying, Cardinals are six and four, right? And I don't know. They they definitely have showed that they're capable of sucking. I mean, they lost to the Panthers, and that was really one of the one of the couple of games I've watched. They've also obviously had very impressive showings. I feel like picking the Patriots here was more of like a like a a gut decision. If you're to pick the Patriots, I mean, just saying like, well, I mean, even though you you probably wouldn't say that the Patriots are a better team than the Cardinals, right? Like, no. Exactly. No, I think I I think this is like what I brought up earlier. It's like teams don't necessarily have to have a better roster than your team, but they can match up really well. Like th- I think this is a really good matchup for what the Patriots want to do. Yeah, and that's fair. I feel like any week you go into with Bill Belichick as your coach, like there's still a chance that he can neutralize. That's what he does. Is he he takes what yep. you do best and does his best to neutralize that. Um. Obviously, it's a lot harder when you don't have Tom Brady as your quarterback and your defense isn't good or as good as it was. Uh, I just d- despite that, I'm just I'm just still not. I don't know. I don't trust Cam enough in that offense. Take Arizona. 
on off this one. Let I'm, me prove. Let me prove my work. <laughs> this is done. This is this is the week I get back on track. I'm already two and zero. This is it. This is my week. I'm coming. I'm coming. This is my week. You, Chris is gonna go two and fucking twelve this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna okay. I'll pick Arizona. I'll I'll let you low wolf this one. I'm low wolfing this one. Uh, going into this next game, the Miami Dolphins are seven point favorites going into uh, New Jersey to play the New York Jets. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel on this one? Uh, any concerns given for one, two is questionable. He, he hurt his thumb in practice this week. He jammed it on a, uh, one of his offensive lineman's helmets. Uh, when he well, was making okay. a pass. as far as I, I don't think it really fully matters. I don't think they're better off in this game with or without Tua because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback who beat the Jets earlier this year like 22 to 24 to nothing whatever it was yeah and so I I feel like if Tua the only the only thing is if they play Tua and he has a fucked up thumb like they play him through injury then that will be the thing that that could affect them poorly I, I feel like honestly I'd be more comfortable picking the Dolphins if Fitz was starting if, I, if I'm being real because I mean like I yeah last time they played I think they were they were they were a decent amount of fa- I don't know if they were seven point favorites but they were up there but yeah. I, I if Tua starts and he's healthy this is the week I think we talked about it this is the week he needs to prove that he is a viable quarterback yeah it's Jets I mean it's like how hard can it be how are going to be to to perform well against the Jets, a team that's probably trying to lose? Exactly. So, yeah. on a down to down basis, maybe not. And I'm sure they're probably trying to to perform well, but it. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. <sighs> Fuck. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Not even the Chargers covered against the Jets. Not, but that they're all they're also the Chargers. I just to make, I'm gonna I'm gonna, to I'm make gonna put you, my faith in Tua. Okay, to make you feel better, the Jets are three and seven against the spread. They yeah they are I know and and the Panthers are six and five to answer your question earlier. Okay, not as good as I thought, but um, but I'm gonna lone wolf this one. I I don't know what's me what with me and the Jets. I think I'm just I think it's just. I don't know what's with it. I think it's the big lines, but I think this week is one of those weeks where it's like they're playing the Miami Dolphins. I don't trust Tua. I've talked about it. Tua's not impressed me whatsoever. And I know to Connor's point, they don't need Tua to do much, but it's also like, I mean, this is a seven-point spread. And even though they haven't needed Tua to do much, that's because of defensive touchdowns, blocked punts, turnovers that are just unsustainable. I guess in a way... This is a team in the Jets that where you can take advantage of that shit because they are very turnover worthy, turnover prone team. But this is actually a Jets offense that is playing much better in recent weeks. Uh, they they have Jamison Crowder back healthy. They got Rashad Perryman back healthy. They have uh, Denzel Mims, second round pick from this past draft, who's looked very good. This 
wide receiver is not a bad receiving core whatsoever. It's not. And I know and my also name. Joe Flacco, sorry to cut you off, but Joe Flacco like was pushing the ball downfield last week. That's really all yeah, I can I mean, do. They all, but they almost beat the fucking Patriots. And not that that's like really all that impressive anymore, but nonetheless, like they like they scored twenty eight points against the Chargers, who is a like they they got pretty good damn good defense. They scored twenty seven against the Jets. Not the Jets, sorry, the Patriots. Fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the fucking Jets. And honestly, I think if I think the Jets can win this game. Oh god. I mean, yeah, they obviously could win it if Tua sucks, but I mean, given the performance they had last week where, where, where Flacco literally was pushing the ball downfield surprisingly effectively. But given that, I'm pretty sure there was a report today that said that if Darnold is healthy, he's going to play this week. So Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that changes your pick, but... It, it doesn't much just because I think that's just all more like Darnold has to show something. And Darnold hasn't played with this receiving core once this entire year so it's like yeah but dude he's like, had like he's had fucking how long to prove that he has something i don't know i, just, I no I, I i i got you trust me i got you i just think jets plus seven man i'm i'm taking it i feel great about it this is one of the picks i feel great about this week <laughs> oh god all right i wouldn't i'm not gonna be surprised if they cover i mean seven's a lot for a two led offense that we don't know really anything about, especially yeah. one they just lost to the Broncos last week. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. I, it's totally fair. I just, I have to have a really good feeling about picking the Jets to cover, and this I just don't. I, just, I feel great. I feel great. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe maybe I'm like starting like I don't know. I'm either starting to see the light after such a horrific horrific week that I had this last week. Maybe I'm starting to finally see the light, or maybe just maybe my body's just kind of like, you know what? Ah, what's another loss gonna do? <laughs> it's one of it's one of the two. I'm not sure which one it is, but we'll find you know, out. We will fucking find out. Moving on. So uh, I'm lone wolfing again. Two lone wolves uh, in a row. Hopefully they hit. Cleveland Browns six and a half going into Jacksonville to play Mike Glennon. God. NC State and the legend. Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike Glennon. NC, <laughs> Mike Glennon. <laughs> NC State legend. Uh, made $40 million in his career so far. Good for him. Stupid um, long neck, dude. Real long yeah, neck. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, this is this is a zoo game. The fucking the dog pound visits the giraffe. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so... I think, I think there's another game where we all believe that the Browns are going to win. Question is, six and a half. Is that a lot for Baker Mayfield? It it is, but is that not enough considering that Mike Glennon is the quarterback? Like, when's the last time Mike Glennon started an NFL game? Um, it was started a game. I will check up on that. Because I mean, Minshew was the pretty sure. Guy. I'm pretty sure it was with the Bears. Yeah, when he got that contract, when uh, Trubisky. Pretty sure that was last time. Long time ago. It, it was. It was like yeah, they signed Mike Glenn in the offseason and then drafted Trubisky, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" So this this offense, 
well, this team in general is is just really just awful, terrible, bad. They scored three points last week. Obviously, that was with a different quarterback. It was with Jake Luton. I don't really think it matters all that much. I mean, Mike Glennon has more experience, but I mean, he sucks. Was it a good experience? I mean, there was a period of time where he was all right on the Buccaneers, but that was how, like fucking six years ago. He, and obviously that didn't, that wasn't, he didn't sustain it. I mean, he's a, no. like if he was a third string on the Jags. I mean, has he been on the roster all year or did they just sign him or something? I, no, they, they've had him all year. They decided to play Luton just to see what they had in him. And yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I think that I, I'm putting more faith in picking the Browns in Stefanski than I am in Baker. I think Baker's capable of winning by a touchdown, but I mean, I, it's just more, I have more faith in Stefanski and then also faith in the Jaguars sucking and Mike Glennon sucking and not being able to put up points. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I hate the pick. I really do. But I just, especially with DJ Chark out, I just don't see where the points are going to come from Jacksonville. I know Cleveland's defense isn't very good, but it's just, I don't, it's hard to pick the Jaguars right now. The Jaguars legitimately might be a worse team than the Jets. It's just the Jets just, not the Jets, the Jaguars just got lucky with their week one win. Yeah, honestly. Because going into this year, like their win total was like four and a half. And like, I think the Jets was slightly higher, but the Jags were really bad. I think we kind of, we kind of got duped by the Minshew magic thing where he won week one and then had a couple of close games, but that kind of clouded us (laughs) from from realizing that like, Oh no, the Jags are actually just that bad. Uh, Yeah. So they are what we thought they were. Uh, Baltimore going into Pittsburgh. We don't have a line for this game. We are going to be completely transparent with you guys. We don't know if this game is going to be played. It's been moved to Tuesday. That is tentative. Uh, no idea if this game's going to be played. We did not feel right picking a line, considering we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be RG3 for the Ravens or Trace McSorley. Uh, Lamar Jackson is out this week. Uh, so... With that said, if we were going to pick anybody, depending on the line, I'm sure we'd all pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers are actually the number one team against the spread. They are eight and two against the spread. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win if if Lamar is out. If not, I mean, I hope Lamar. I, I mean, they've already ruled Lamar out, so he's out. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win. I think it's going to be a boring game. I mean, RG three is going to be starting probably, yeah. unless they unless they throw in Trace McSorley, <laughs> but. I hope they play McSorda. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, we know we we know what RG three is. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a probably a capable backup, but nothing yeah. exciting. Exactly. I, I mean, they it'd be yeah, it'd be more exciting of a game to at least see what McSorley is. Yeah. So. Moving on. So New Orleans, they are six point favorites going into Denver. Uh so. I made an ass of myself last week. Hand up. Hand <laughs> up. I made an ass of myself. I I drank the Miami Kool-Aid, even though I've been far in a way the least part. Like, I, I've been the Miami hater on this podcast, which I'm not even a hater. I just, I think everybody's kind of just gone a little over their heads for the Dolphins, considering how well they've played for most of the year. Uh, 
I I was timid about them, but last week they played Drew Locke and uh, Drew Locke won. I thought Vance, I thought uh, Brian Flores was gonna you know just scheme up some shit and confuse Drew Locke, but uh, so this is right down the middle. Connor's picking Denver. Uh, Pichmini is picking New Orleans. Connor, I think, is just a real Taysom Hill hater. Uh, more so than I thought he was. It's crazy because yeah. I'm a big. You and I are both like we're both pretty big Taysom Hill haters, but I'm on the fence of if Taysom Hill shows more of what he did this past week. I think Taysom Hill is actually kind of here to stay in Sean Payton's system because Sean Payton's system is just incredible, and I think that's just what what's going to happen this week. I think I think New Orleans defense is just getting like is getting right on track in the beginning of the year they struggled regressing for sure i mean it's it's... exactly in the beginning of the year they were horrendous and then now they're just marshawn Lattimore, cameron jordan demario davis like they have so much talent up and down the, the the defense to where it's kind of like all right like it was about it it was bound to happen that defense was going to come back to earth and play incredibly well and yeah. going against True Lock is Lattimore I think, playing? I don't know. Let me check real quick. But I'm still I'm regardless if Lattimore plays, I'm taking Drew. I'm not, I almost said Drew Lock. I'm taking the Saints <laughs> against Drew Lock. As much as okay, as much as I hate Drew Lock, or I mean, sorry, as much as I hate Taysom Hill, I think he's better than Drew Lock. Not that that's saying yeah. a whole lot, but I am going to push back on what you said as far as. If he shows what he showed last week, then he's here to stay. I don't think if he if he puts I up think he game, might be here to stay. Say it rightly. I said might be. Okay. I, I don't think it matters. It doesn't gonna declare it. It doesn't matter how well okay, realistically how well Taysom Hill plays over these few weeks, they're not gonna keep him they're not gonna keep Drew Brees on the bench going into the playoffs. I it isn't like a it's not like a Brock Osweiler Peyton Manning kind of thing where they're gonna start Brock. I mean, because I disagree. I, Drew I Reed, think no, Drew Brees was was playing like he started off poorly and then had a stretch of play where he was playing well. Like I no no no, I agree, I agree. I just really think that if Taysom Hill plays like he did last week, and it's not even like Taysom Hill has played the least in, like last week was like last week wasn't the best game a quarterback has had this year. I'm not saying that at all. I think it's just really Sean Payton is so fucking in love with Taysom Hill and what he brings to the offense to where the, the offense is more dynamic with with Taysom Hill in to where I think Sean Payton looks at, as, looks at that as more of a plus than having Drew Brees in. And of course, having dependent, like dependable quarterback play from Drew Brees is nice and all. But I think I think Sean Payton genuinely believes that if Taysom Hill plays like he has, like he did last week, that Taysom Hill opens up a whole nother level of the offense that Sean Payton hasn't seen before. Okay, I'm gonna pick this. I'm gonna pick the Saints this week, but I don't think. I mean, I I was ragging on it last week, and I, I mean, you were pushing back a little bit, but the whole fucking moon ball, like deep ball in air quotes that he has. It's not, not a good. It's not a good deep ball. It's not a good deep ball. I, it's I, not going I, to I fly. It's not going to keep working. I, I, I agree. 
I don't. And here, I need and here's people question. to know. I need people to know. <laughs> I don't believe in Taysom Hill. All I am saying is, we have been wrong before. I am big enough to admit, I am not right. Clearly, as my record states this year, picking against the spread, not always right. So I'm going to say maybe, maybe, just maybe, Taysom Hill has a fit in Sean Payton's offense. Chris, is this just you like, being like gun shy because of Herbert and Josh Allen and like your takes and our takes on them and so you're oh, just trying to hedge. Oh, to, be, to be fair, to be fair, I never really had a strong take on Justin Herbert. I, I had a strong take on Josh Allen. That is a hundred percent factual. <laughs> I didn't really have I did not have a strong take on Justin Herbert. I was definitely like downish on him going into the draft because I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I didn't really like much of his college tape, but now it's clear that he was just held back by the Oregon system. Uh, I'm not trying to be gun-shy on Taysom Hill. I just think that it's more of, I don't think he's good. I just also think that he might be more useful in a certain type of offense than we gave him credit for, if that makes sense. Okay. It's like, he no, he's is, definitely played better than I thought he was going to, but I still don't think that's yeah. good enough to take the job from Drew Brees, especially if they make... Okay, Chris, if you, if you think that he... Let's say he does play well enough in the time that it takes for Drew Brees' 11 ribs to heal, and he wins the starting job, are they going to do like what they did with Brock Osweiler in 2015, where they make it to the playoffs, and then you kind of have more faith in Drew Brees... Because he's just been doing this for so long. He's seen the playoffs so much, obviously way more, like more than none. And in Taysom Hill, I think you Taysom, put Drew Brees back into the lineup when you make the playoffs. I think Taysom Hill would have to play bad. Like I would, ha- I think he would have to play poorly for them to put Drew Brees back in. Or even just like mediocre to where like you're not. Yeah, he, exactly. To where like. I, I think that's yeah. the case, yes. Yeah. Okay. And 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 like I said, I think Drew Brees is going to come back. I think he's going to take this job. But I'm just saying, if Taysom Hill plays like he did last week, and not even necessarily to the level of like a 78 completion percentage, I think if the offense is efficient and he continues being that mobile quarterback that Sean Payton seems to want in his offense, because this is really what it's all about. Sean Payton has kept Taysom Hill on his team for years now, thinking he's the future quarterback. This is it. And Drew Brees has a $25 million cap hit next year if he stays on the team next year and doesn't retire. I mean, there's a financial incentive for Sean Payton to play Taysom Hill. It's like if Drew Brees retires, $25 million off the bo- off the books where the Saints are legitimately like, I think they're like at negative like $70 million in cap space next oh, year. Oh, they're fucked. They're so fucked. I mean, so, so, so the thing is, like, there's a financial incentive for him to play Taysom Hill, which Taysom Hill is a quarterback that Sean Payton loves and legitimately sees him as a fit in his offense. Whether or not you and I agree with that, we clearly don't. Taysom Hill doesn't even have to play to Drew Brees' level because he won't. He won't play as good as Drew Brees. But he will play to his strengths in Sean Payton's system because Sean Payton is going to highlight his strengths, which are strengths that Drew Brees doesn't have, use them probably effectively, 
and say, you know what, this offense has another level to it where it's unpredictable. It's something that I've wanted to run, and it's why I've kept Jason Hill on the team this long. Because there's no, there's no other reason to explain how this man got a $16 million contract. He's making 16 times the amount that like Jason or Jameis Winston is making. Like it's stupid. That's, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And I think, I think legitimately there's a chance that Taysom Hill's here to stay for the rest of the year and maybe beyond. Anyway, going into the next game, San Francisco 49ers travels into travel into Los Angeles to face the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are six point favorites. Uh, this is this is tough because it's one of those things where it's like Kyle Shanahan. What can't Kyle Shanahan do? But also this team is so fucking depleted. We've talked about it time and time again this year. This team is so fucking depleted. I. It's going to be tough. <sighs> it's it's tough. It, this is a tough pick. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say Connor and uh, Peachmany's picks. Connor went with Los Angeles. Peach many with went with San Francisco. Where are you leaning? Oh God, it's tough because it's a divisional matchup. It's the second go round. They've played each other already. But is is I'm sorry, I haven't been keeping up with the injuries because there's just so many on the Niners. Is is Nick Mullen still starting? Um, I believe Nick Mullins will be starting this week, yes. So I just feel like because it was Jimmy G the first go round, and even then the Rams won, right? Or was it the Niners? Did the Niners win? The four, uh, four Niners, uh, four, yeah, four Niners won 24 yeah. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that happens again, and I don't think Nick Mullins has a good game, especially against this, the number one ranked pass defense in the NFL. I, I mean, Raheem Mostert's coming back, and about this is probably the as much as that matters, which it really doesn't on this team, Kyle Shanahan's going to run the ball as effectively as he wants with anybody. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Rams. Six points is a lot, especially for a divisional game, but I think the Rams are good. I think they're better than what we've been giving them credit for and what we thought they were going to be definitely better than what we thought they were going to be going into this year. I think we all had him pegged as at fourth in the, in the division. Uh, we yeah. couldn't really have predicted this much of a drop off from the Niners and the injury luck, quote unquote. But um, so, yeah, I mean, just based off that, I just don't I don't really see a reason to pick the Niners other than just hoping that Kyle Shanahan somehow keeps it close to Nick Mullins. And I just I just can't really bank on that. Um. Yeah, I mean, Kittle's out still. Um Brandon Ayuk, I believe, is still out. Like they, they're devoid of weapons. Really, at some point, it's just like, yeah, head coaches and offensive coordinators can really scheme up a lot for you, but who do you have that's really going to work that scheme? Because they talent and scheme go hand in hand, and I don't know if Nick Mullins or even C.J. Beathard, whoever's going to start this game. I believe it's Nick Mullins. I don't think either of them are going to be able to stay uh, stay away from turning the ball over. I think Los Angeles Rams' defense has just proven to be a menace to even the greatest of quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I'm, t- I'm picking up Rams. Uh, going into this next game, and 
I think we're all going to pick this game the same way, but let me just say, Kansas City Chiefs, three and a half going into Tampa Bay. I have no fucking clue how anybody, anybody can pick the Bucks in this game. I don't either. Blind faith is the only way. Like, I, after what we've seen the, 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 the Bucks are capable of on the, on the bad end of the spectrum, getting blown out and looking terrible. Like against gr- good teams, against good teams, much much less the best team in the NFL. Like I don't think that the chief that the Chiefs' defense is just so ridiculously amazing. Or it's not. I mean, it's 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 passable. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo is a good defensive coordinator, and the defense is is decent, especially given the the other defenses in the league. Like I'm pretty sure they probably rank top ten. If I had to guess, I don't I don't know, but I think that. The the Bucks are just so inconsistent, and they've proven that time and time again. That like, it, it's just you can't pick the Bucks and or yeah, you can't pick the Bucks. And I I'm really honestly surprised that it's only three and a half. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand how at all that like even in the Bucks best games, and I'm as big a believer in Tom Brady as anybody. Like I I am like. I he is legitimately the greatest quarterback of all time, and I think he's legitimately getting the short end of a stick in a season that I would say is not really his fault in Tampa Bay. I think he's played absolutely incredible given the scheme that he is in. But you also have to account that he is in that scheme, and it's not a good scheme to play in, especially going against the Chiefs, where you're going to need to consistently put up points. Yeah. Which is what Tampa Bay has not been able to do. They've not been able, even in their best games, it has not been like against the Chargers where they won, would they win 35 28? Yeah. And I mean, against, that was the, it. against the Packers, too. I mean, that was their best game, probably. Yeah. And they weren't, they weren't consistent in those games either. It was just more of like, well, the Packers, they were, Packers, didn't they start down in the Packers? The Packers started the, off 10 to 0, like up 10 yeah. to 0. And then the Bucks scored 30 something unanswered, but. So yeah, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. I expect Patrick Mahomes to absolutely like. I think this is where Patrick Mahomes can, like, he's turned it on and he's going to keep turning it on. He's going to win the MVP this year. And Tampa Bay's defense has been extremely suspect against really everybody as of late. I mean, Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones was just a competent, average quarterback, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers honestly could have lost that game against the fucking Giants. They were leaving wide receivers open left and right. And this is a team that has Andy Reid and fucking Tyree Kill, fucking Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, uh, maybe Sammy, Sammy Watkins. He's questionable right now, I like believe. The Bucks also lost to the Bears, too. Just throwing that out there yeah. just to add to the, the list. But this, I think this is a game where Vegas is trying to stump people, and I refuse to be stumped. Yeah. I, this is, I think this is... I think they're trying to make you think it's a trap game by making the line as small as it is. It's not a trap game. I think Kansas City is going to win. I think they're going to win by, honestly, I think they might win by double digits. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, and if and if Tom Brady goes out there and proves me wrong, awesome. Like, good. Yeah. Like I, that. I, but I'm not going to bank on it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next game. I think these next two games are kind of like, you know, more shit show games in prime time 
Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bears going to Green Bay to face the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are eight and a half point favorites. Trubisky is going to be starting this week. So some news there. Um, is it really news? I mean, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's really a wash. I don't. I, I. If you put up the EPA or whatever kind of metric you want with Foles versus Trubisky, you'd be hard pressed to find a whole lot of discrepancies. I, that's without even looking at the numbers. I, I guarantee yeah. they're very similar. I uh, just maybe with a more with more variance with Foles, but regardless, this Packers defense is bad. But there's really nobody on this Bears offense that's really capable of taking advantage of that. Their run game is bad, but David Montgomery is like Frank Gore Jr. and he's slow and not really all that great. I just with Trubisky starting. I think Rodgers is going to take a dump on the Bears pretty pretty poorly. I feel like the char- the Bears are going to have a hard time moving the ball through the air and it's just going to be gross. I I mean I know it's eight and a half. I know it's a lot of points, but I just I don't really care. Yeah, I I think we might be getting to the point where I mean, I don't know this. This isn't based off any factual evidence whatsoever. So take this with a grain of salt. I think we might be getting to the point where the Bears defense might finally give up. Because they, I mean, Matt Nagy needs to get fired. This this offense doesn't deserve all the effort the defense gives. It's just like, at what point do you just say, you know what, like, fuck it, like, how, like, when, like, how do we send a message? And that's like, kind of just like putting in like a little bit less effort. But I, I have, yeah, I mean, like, you do have to kind of take that with a grain of salt because obviously every guy on an NFL roster is playing for his next contract. So it's no, like, no, of of course, of course, but also like, admittedly, also like Jack is going back for what that's worth, I, I believe. But to be fair, you see it all the time where it's kind of like defenses start the season off hot the offense isn't isn't doing anything to really keep up and then all of a sudden like down the stretch you see defenses just kind of like you know kind of give up well it probably it's probably correlated like i think the offense have all kind of like the bears have like where they started off five and one now they're five and five yeah and it's just the longer that you put that defense on the field with the amount of three and outs like yeah that's true too yeah it's just like you're the defense just gets tired it's not that they're like purposely giving up it's just yeah it's that's I mean, like too. like whenever the chip kelly offense was being run after it started to suck and it's like they would just go three and out in like eight seconds and then the defense would just have to trot right back out on the field and they yeah. get burned and it's like well fuck like what do, we, what do you expect me to do here like so yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I think the Bears are going to get lit up. I think they're they're a decent defense, but I don't think when they're on the field all the time with the amount of Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky or insert any quarterback here going three and out and not literally not being able to move the ball at all, it's just unfair to ask of a defense, especially yeah. in prime time. So yeah, for sure. Connor's picking Chicago. You're picking Green Bay. Pichmay's picking Green Bay. Um, make him lone wolf it. Just do it. Yeah, it's just it's it's tough. It's tough. It's it's a tough line. Eight and a half is a lot, but yeah, I'm gonna make him lone wolf it. Uh, because you know, what? like here here's the explanation. Green Bay Packers are clearly a better team. Eight and a half points is a lot, 
But I don't think the, I, I keep bringing up the word matchups this weekend. And the Chicago Bears aren't a team that really matches up even well to to Green Bay Packers. Like, no. there's not, there's, there, it's not a good matchup. Like, the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings beat the Green Bay Packers a few weeks ago, and it's not really necessarily that much of a shock as Green Bay Packers are legitimately one of the worst, like, run defenses I've seen of any, like, good NFL team I've ever seen. It's like, bad. That's what I was saying. Like, at least the, at least the, the Vikings won after Kirk Cousins, a quarterback who's a million, a billion times better than any Bears quarterback on the roster. Also, they have yeah. Dalvin Cook who can exploit that. Like I said, David Montgomery is just, I mean, he's not like a terrible running back, but he's not anything that's going to exploit us a bad defense. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on to our Monday night game, the Seattle Seahawks are going to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Um, Yikes. Connor's taking Seattle. Peachman is taking Seattle. I, I, I think. I mean, Seattle Seahawks. Their defense has been playing better of late, and I think really the only thing the Eagles had to hang their hat on going into this game was maybe just playing the Seattle defense. And I don't even know if they necessarily have that anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm t- I'm taking Seattle. I th- I think I think Russell Wilson's going to pick this team apart. I. I I don't know how you trust Carson Wentz to really keep up offensively. I, I you don't. I mean, Carson Wentz, is, Carson Wentz, without exaggerating, has been the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. I mean, he's been just really awful. He's leading the league in turnovers. Bottom. He's he's, he's leading the league in turnovers. He like he's leading the league in interceptions. One of, if not the worst passer rating. He, he just he has the he. It's the most interceptions, the most fumbles, sacked the most of any quarterback in the NFL. Trifecta, he is horrendous. Yeah. Like, he, I think he's thrown 14 interceptions. He's fumbled the ball 10 times. Like, those are like Daniel Jones numbers. And, like, his passing the ball isn't good. Like, he, not only, like, is he not keeping, like, taking care of the ball, but he's not counteracting that with being efficient in the passing game now now Carson Wentz has never been an efficient passer that's never been part of his game he's like a big play guy who can take shots downfield be a, be like efficient on third down every once in a while and, and make huge like crazy plays this year yeah. he hasn't done that and he's turned the yeah. ball over even more than he normally did so it's like no I don't no one's gonna if you're like trying to look for a reason as to why that happened you're probably not gonna find one and so I don't think it changes this week. I think obviously the Seattle defense is the best shot they have at getting Carson Wentz back on track, but I'm tired of, of thinking that might happen this week. And I think that it's just going to be another just stinker. And it's going to be like, wow, the Eagles are really like really bad. And also Lane Johnson is out for the year. It's been confirmed. I don't know. if that Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean like he, his ankle was apparently collapsing from the inside, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, but no, no fucking idea. It doesn't sound good <laughs> now or for the future. But um, yeah, no, I'm just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take Russ here, and I think if you look at if you look at Russ's schedule going forward, he plays three fourths of the NFC East, the Jets, and then a few other awful teams. We might see Russell Wilson get back on track in the MVP race. Like it, I know Patrick Mahomes is probably the is the favorite right now, or definitely is the favorite right now. Don't be surprised if in like five weeks we're talking about Russell Wilson being the the overwhelming favorite again. Because the slate of teams he plays coming up are just really god awful. So, 
Yeah, he's playing. Oh, I just had it. Oh, I cl- accidentally clicked on a blog. I don't want to read your blog. I just want to see the Seahawks schedule. Uh, so the Seahawks play, as you said, the three quarters of the NFC East. They play the Eagles, the Giants, then the Jets, Washington football team. And then maybe, maybe two tough matchups. You definitely have a tough matchup playing the Rams. And then maybe if like Richard Sherman's back out there, maybe you get some guys back in the 49ers. Maybe. Yeah. And I even doubt that. And maybe at that point, maybe the maybe the Seahawks have the, the division locked up and maybe they don't even want to play their guys. No idea. Yeah. So I feel like, though, if Russell Wilson has a chance at the MVP run that I'm talking about, I think it starts this week against that Eagles defense. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be close. Now, if it is good for the Eagles, good for Adam, maybe it'll save Doug Peterson's job. But that's about it. I mean, <laughs> That's that's about it. And that's about it for us. Thank you all for listening. Um, you know, happy I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys got all the Christmas gifts you wanted for Black Friday that you were able to buy. Uh stay safe. Uh happy holidays, guys. Thanks for yep. listening.